0: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and enemies. This is Big Day Nerds, the only LGBT RPG podcast, probably. I didn't check. I'm Levi, and for now, I'll be your master of games and ceremonies while we plumb the depths of these Dungeons and Dragons. You can find me on Twitter at themquicks, T-H-E-M-Q-U-E-K-Z. I don't know what it means either. Or you can find my sizzling Garfield content at originalbode.tumblr.com. That's original (laughs) B-O-D-E. I'm Andrew Jain, but he is fine, and I'm in a long-term relationship with the founder of the show and all-around lovely human being, Owen, which is how I got this position in the first place. Owen?
1: Hey, I'm Owen. I'm he. <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, Dr. Genome at the Twitter. Um... <laughs> And that's just about the only uh, non-professional social media presence i have right now besides uh the big gay nerds uh tumblr which i currently manage um and yeah i'm dayton levi <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. i'm third on the list and therefore that makes me the most powerful hi everybody <laughs> i'm oats uh I have very little internet presence, so if anybody wants to find me, you can probably hit up other people and find me pretty quickly.
0: Yep. Alright.
3: Alright, that leaves me and then the other person. But until then, me, (laughs) Uh, I'm Saturn. I don't do a whole lot. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Hot Robots, which is spelled exactly the way it sounds. Or you can find me in one of those magazines they sell at convenience stores that has the mugshots of the week, <laughs> and that's, that's really about it.
0: Cool. Oh, I love those things. <laughs>
4: and last, and probably least, as in nah. the Aww. least amount of effort put forward, <laughs> hey! Hey. I'm Sarah. Um, I run a podcast, another podcast, called The Gorge, it's a video game podcast, you should listen to it too, we're pretty cool people. Um, that's yeah. the only social media presence I'm going to tell any of you people. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at the Gorge Podcast, uh, and I'm not telling you my Tumblr. So yeah, that's Damn. fine. Hey, I don't want anybody to see all the creepy weird shit I put on the internet. Okay. Stone cold. Stone cold. <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, it's that's Tales it. of
2: Headbands at Tumblr.com.
4: Yeah, it totally is.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's just another shitty Tales vlog. It's fine. Um, so yeah, Lots that's all aesthetic. I got. That's all I gotta say about myself. I'm boring. Um, yeah. What's yeah. up?
0: Yeah. What are we all playing? Right. We are playing Dungeons and Dragons. Fifth oh, I've yeah. never oh heard God. of that. We're
3: selling no. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In the Hasbro money, man. Yeah. Just Some visibility.
1: We're finally. We're fly- finally playing the. Tabletop role playing game, yeah. It's it's funny because like I know multiple people where D and D is literally just shorthand for tabletop.
4: Oh, it kind of is for me. Like I don't. When I tell people what I do as a hobby, I just say D and D, even though I haven't played D and D in like six, five years, something like that. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's the
0: one with like just real cultural penetration. So when you're just like talking to people, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm playing. Okay, it's like D and D, but. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. If you say tabletop,
0: for for as much as
3: I've played tabletop RPGs, I think I have put maybe a grand total of like three hours into actual Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: we've all um, played a certain amount of Pathfinder, which is D D three point five with like the serial numbers filed off.
2: Right. It's more like three point seven five, considering all of the little balance changes they made to it. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
3: D&D 3.7, but legally distinct. Yeah. yeah yes. exactly. Right.
1: But yeah, um, we're playing fifth, which is the latest one. And um, so, yeah, why don't you tell us a little about that?
0: All right. Um, so I've been interested in Dungeons & Dragons for a long time. I've, I mean... Um, the one that really got me into it was 2nd edition, the books my dad had. I would read those, and it seemed great. But I never actually got to play until 3rd edition was around, and I skipped 4th edition. 5th mm-hmm. edition, just reading the books, it seemed a lot more at my alley than the last couple editions. Just how great and streamlined the rules are. Plus, like, the really nice presentation and the books and stuff are really really nice looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the art and the just the sort of parchment layout sort of thing has got... And, uh, so we, me and Owen, we played for a while at the, uh, local comic shop. We, they were doing, they had public games anybody could show up to and we went to that and it's really great in practice. So it's something that I wanted to run cause I don't know, it's, it's D&D. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so when we were going on about who's gonna, who's gonna run stuff next, I just decided to fill that role. Yeah. Yeah. And get this done.
4: And I've been looking forward e- to it. Yeah,
0: and this episode we're going to be making the characters.
4: Mm-hmm. We're
0: gonna see what everybody's horrible, horrible actors are. <laughs> who's who's going to be. Who's gonna be fucking up the world?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it's me and Nurse us. Baby.
4: What's up, Oats?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always okay. it's
4: always me and Oats. <laughs> and
0: do we want to keep the order that we started off in?
4: Sure. interception. Sure.
0: Yeah. i with that. Part okay. of the fun
3: of, of doing episodes like this, uh, just to part the curtain a little bit, it's not just because like this is an essential part of playing the game, but also because. For people who are listening to this, who might not play tabletops, this mm-hmm. is an opportunity to actually like, kind of figure out how the sausage is made, in case you ever like yeah, yeah. play yourself. Because like, yeah. even with the MD five being as simplified as it is, it still can be kind of fiddly. Or then like, if you don't have any yeah. guidance, you can like look at this rule book, and be like, oh, oh no, I'll what look do at I all do? These
0: words. Oh. Like yeah, you still do wind up with a piece of paper with a whole bunch of numbers on it. So, yeah.
4: Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now because I haven't played in so long, and I opened up this <laughs> this this player's manual, and I just literally went. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
0: all right. Uh, we'll, that's... we'll go through we'll go through it a step at a time for everybody, and we'll see what we wind up with. We'll hold so... your hand through it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Oh, so... You're a
4: beautiful creature. Oh.
0: Oh. So the first step is well, probably picking a name, but that can be hard and come later. But the first yeah. one in the book is choosing a race, which is kind yes. of a weird way of choosing picking a species. Yeah. Like elves, dwarves, halflings, half orcs, dragon yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Or humans if you're vanilla. Or humans. If yeah. You're
4: boring. Yeah. <laughs>
0: honestly, at this point, if you pick a human, you'll probably stand out yeah <laughs> you know what that's
3: true. Been, that is true I'll give I'm,
2: you that I'm gonna point out the way back the way fifth edition works if you pick a human, you're power gaming there's no other way around it <laughs> they're, pretty, <laughs> they're pretty powerful
0: yeah they get some uh, they get some good bonuses yeah all right, so first up, Owen
1: okay, so um I'm gonna kind of keep my options open depending on what other people play cuz i might adapt it depending mm-hmm. on classes but um, my base instinct is to go for dwarf
0: dwarf okay yeah, yeah.
1: dwarves yeah it's the classic um, short and stout guys i like i don't have to explain dwarves to you people like if <laughs> you, if anyone is listening to this and they don't know what like gimli is then i don't know how you wound up here but thanks for sticking around for this long <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: I I couldn't like, hazard to I couldn't hazard to guess that anyone possibly listening to this program has somehow managed to not only never experience anything tabletop games related, but also like completely avoided any of the like media hype surrounding Lord of the Rings, of the Rings slash Rings, the Hobbit, yeah. which or is like, the
1: yeah. reason D D exists for that matter. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you've somehow avoided Dragon Age, and that's amazing. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Good for you, if All you right. somehow managed to avoid yeah, Dragon right? Age. I'm proud of you, whoever you are out yeah. right there.
2: You, yes. you avoided a bullet that hit me hard. Uh, yeah. fun, historical,
3: <laughs> fun historical facts for listeners who may or may not know this, who probably yeah. do know this, but just in case. In the same way that Pathfinder is legally distinct D&D, D&D is legally distinct Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, if... I do play a dwarf. Um, I know for sure that I want to play a lady dwarf, and yes. I know for sure that I want to apply the thing that is not included in the core D and D fiction so much, but shows up now and then in fantasy. She will have a beard. Yes. yes. I, uh, Be I am dwarf. definitely going to stick with the assumption that all dwarves, at least, have the ability to grow beards. Some of the more I'm thinking like surface dwellery types might decide to shave just out of personal expression or to blend in with humans or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But by sure. default, dwarves are gonna ex- be expected. The traditionalists, they're gonna have, you know, the big, like, braided beards.
0: So, Orthodox dwarves have beards. Exactly, yeah. yes.
1: <laughs> um, and so, you know, the dwarf traits, they have their own base things. Like, all dwarves have their constitution boosted by two, so they're, you know, a little bit hardier. Um... They are a little bit slower, but their speed isn't reduced by heavy armor, so that's a nice touch. Dark Vision, yeah. um, they are resistant to uh, poison. and They automatically have training with uh, certain weapons like axes and hammers and such. Blah, 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 blah all that. But an interesting little detail that uh, 5th edition has that I like is that they have uh, sub-races. And so in this, you have your Hill Dwarves, who are a little bit... Uh, wiser uh, they have their wisdom boost a little and a little bit tougher they have their hit point maximum increased or the mountain dwarves um who have a strength boost and they automatically have proficiency with light and medium armor which isn't that impressive for say a fighter who already gets that but if you're a wizard that means you can have like hide armor or like chain mail yeah. so that could be a real game changer and so it's yeah. just like based on a uh, different varieties of dwarf they just find out there like i assume mountain dwarves are you know the old traditionalist types and hill dwarves the ones who are more likely to live among people so yeah i'll do that or i'm also looking at dragonborn who i really like and they were introduced in fourth edition um hmm. so i'm fond of them on that basis and rather than just being like <laughs> shouty dudes like they are in skyrim uh, Dragonborn are these big old guys With like, you know, dragon heads They're, they're basically scalies they, yeah. <laughs> This is a they... scaly
2: household I... And we are going to have scaly dreadlocks
1: Exactly
3: <laughs> If you played Argonian Dragonborn in Skyrim You've actually already made the translation Aww. Exactly
1: yeah. It's pretty close and they like, uh, they get some fire breath And that sort of stuff So I think they're cool I yeah. think they're cool Um and so, yeah, that those are my two basic um, two basic picks, and so I'll solidify on it based on uh, what fits the class I end up going for best.
0: All right. So then we move on to Othar, number three. the triangle, the um, strongest shape. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm so sorry, but I am absolutely going to be that guy who sounds like he's power gaming, but I promise you, I'm not. I promise. I believe you. Whatever you say. I promise. Um, I'm playing a bugbear who I actually don't have named yet. Um, (laughs) Bugbears are from Volo's uh, Guide to Monsters. It's the newest splat book, and I'm really excited and I want to try out one of them. Um, And bugbears are the biggest family of goblins. They're like enormous. I don't know how else to describe them but they all look like sweetums from uh the muppet show. <laughs> oh they God. just that's what they look like. I mean, um, it's,
3: you're basically playing a Sasquatch.
2: I'm basically yeah, yeah. playing a Sasquatch with elf ears. Like yeah, there's no yeah. there's no way around this. He's, He's Bigfoot. Um yeah. I don't have an actual name for him yet at the moment. I had three op- I had three <laughs> options. One of them, one of them, because I had no uh, imagination whatsoever, was hug bears, and the other was, <laughs> the other was George, he who pets mice, and <laughs> then the other one was Lenny. So, oh my know. god, <laughs> mm, we'll
3: I'm, see. I'm real, I'm real fond of George, <laughs> George who pets mice. George who pets
4: mice, yeah, it's pretty good. Um,
3: yeah,
1: and we're running a slightly modified version of the bugbear, right?
2: Oh yeah, um, I, I definitely think I wanted to play him as a monk, um, and I have I have ideas for him, but they will come they will come forth later. So um, I didn't actually want his sneak attacks, so I opted to just play not take it because the character's already, the character already has reach by default, which means all of yeah. his un- unarmed and uh, melee like. Yeah, all of his uh, unarmed and melee attacks have an extra five feet of reach. so Which is
3: huge. Yeah. For anyone without it's like uh, the, a spear. The, the, the Volo's yeah. Guide to Monsters, uh, Bugbears, uh, by default, uh, are given a lot of... I've, because this is a whole Monster Races thing, they are given a huge amount of advantages in terms of like physical capacity. Because they're mm-hmm. very sneaky and also very big mm-hmm. and very they, strong, yeah. and, this very is, and strong. it's not meant to be perfectly balanced,
2: which is why we took out one of those features. We, so we, that...
0: we toned it down a little bit.
2: It, yeah, we also did it because there's a character trait that I have for him, but we'll we'll come to that later. So
0: okay, okay, all right. So, um, are we ready to move on to Saturn?
3: Yeah. Um, all right. For me, I am pretty sure that I'm going to play a tiefling because I enjoy tieflings in D and D five. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to older versions, uh, I'm not sure about uh, about fourth edition because I never played it too much. But uh, in Pathfinder, uh, they have a certain reputation, certain like stats. But I think for D and D five, they sort of like gave up on the idea that people feared demons or whatever because they gave <laughs> them like a huge inn- innate charisma bonus. Well, uh, because they're hot, I guess.
2: Well, I mean, but uh, I think they had it in fourth edition too, because the the yeah. explanation was that they were ethereally pretty um, gotcha. to make up, and they also were really good at like manipulating people, so they had charisma naturally. All I know is in
3: in Pathfinder, which is like three point five, they did not, yeah, like at all. Um, no. But um, so basically, they're they're sort of like devilish looking humans with like they were born that way. It's not like they made packs, but their ancestors did. Uh, they got horns. They got red skin or reddish skin. Uh, they have natural dark vision, uh, access to some racial spells, yeah. and a uh, innate fire resistance, which is very useful. Yeah. And yeah, I just happen to like tieflings a lot in D and D five, and I've only ever played it once. Otherwise, it was also a tiefling. So, at least for sake of uh, convenience of this game, I'm going to stick to what yeah. I know. Yeah. They seem
0: pretty popular in the games I've been
3: in.
1: They, um, they were introduced as like, like they had been around for a while, but they were introduced as like a core race along with Dragonborn back in fourth edition, and there were like some rumblings about bringing in like the really exotic guys into the core at the time.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I personally I got over it. enjoy it. Like, <laughs> I know it's maybe not like fantasy purism or anything, but I love, uh, when. Uh, these campaigns and books and whatnot actually make exotic races like more accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like, there's a lot of campaigns in Pathfinder I like just because like, hey, guess what? Part of the the weird exotic races are races that you can actually pick and it be lore friendly.
2: One and. of the reasons I like Fifth Edition so much is that it really, really, really hypes being a little self indulgent. You get to kind of <laughs> do what you want. The characters yeah. are kind of wish-fulfillment by virtue of being... You're in a tabletop anyway. You might as well have fun yeah. with it. Right. So, yeah. you know. I appreciate that, and I love it very, very much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. So that leaves Sarah.
4: Hi. Um, I haven't put nearly <laughs> as much uh, thought into this. I just know that I'm probably going to go... I've had a lot of fun and always a lot of success... Does that sound like power (laughs) gaming? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I've always enjoyed... uh, The last time I played uh, any kind of D20 was when I played Pathfinder. um, And I enjoyed playing Harvey so much that I'm basically going to go... I'm basically going to go back to being a half-elf again. Um, All right. Classic. half elves are good. half elves are good. I loved Harvey. Um, (laughs) So... I, I can't really, I mean, you know, I was like, I could be human and be like the one human in the group, but, <laughs> yeah. um, nah, why not? Let's just make it a whole group of weirdos. Um, You'll be the oh yeah. half human. I'll be the I should, half human. It's kind of like- I should yeah.
2: actually, uh, I was going to actually point out, you don't necessarily have to be half human, um, just half elf. Um, <laughs> the, the rules for them say that you basically could have that half be from anything. You could be a half orc, you could be a half dwarf. You could be a half tiefling human, Neat. half elf. It's weird. <laughs> that's
4: yeah. too much math. Uh, yes. That's three halves. That's, that's, too, that's too much math. I can't do that. Because um.
2: tieflings, tieflings are considered their own like humanoid race, but they could be born from any of the other races. Oh, okay. So, Ooh, a tiefling but, dwarf would be dope. Yeah, yeah so you actually. could be a tiefling born of dwarfs. They all generally look kind of human-ish, like in like statue stature, but they are all they could be born from anybody.
4: Okay. That's kinda That's neat. cool. All right. Yeah. yeah.
0: <sighs>
4: okay.
3: I'll keep that in mind next time I play D and D five because I'm sure I could do some fun things with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for yeah, now yeah. I'm just gonna say deepling and let let listeners fill in the imagination for right. that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Alright. So after after uh, race we come to class, which is you know, RPG class stuff. You have yeah, you have mm-hmm. fighters and wizards and clerics and like we said, um I think we mentioned uh Monks. Monks, yeah. Because there's a bugbear monk.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is not like which is not like the cloister monk. It's like uh it's like martial arts movie monk. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's monastic monk, not ascetic monk.
0: Right. Okay, so first up... Um, well, Owen, oh, you wanted to see what everyone else was going to do, right? So you're going to yeah. pass?
1: Yeah, so circle back around to me.
0: Okay, and Othar wants to do a monk already, and so Saturn... Well, actually, maybe we
1: should talk a little bit about what monks are like, mechanically. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah okay. Monks are basically like if you were to use it in like MOBA or 4th edition terms, they're basically the damage per second character they Mm -hmm. exist to deal damage and they exist for hit and run tactics Um, they have excessive mobility that is unmatched by any of the other classes, but they also can't wear armor to make up Mm -hmm. for that Um, so they're about as squishy as wizards are um, Mm -hmm. but they deal far more damage and far more consistently they're kind of like a
4: glass cannon in a way yeah yeah Okay.
3: Yeah. If you if you're having trouble visualizing it, um, if you sort of go the right route with it, just think of it as like a character from Dragon Ball Z. Basically, yeah. like they sort of wear they sort of wear the uh, the martial arts gi and like yeah. can do good punches and sometimes like <laughs> uh like like power blasts and what all.
2: Sometimes and that's basically monks. Sometimes they have like teleport powers that are specifically ripped off of Dragon Ball. They like add it in awesome. three point five. I think it's great. They're moving yeah. too fast.
4: I can't see them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Master of the art of
3: we fighting, monks. Are, monks are great. If you were not, uh, if you had not already been like, yeah, I'm going to play bugbear monk because I love that idea so much. I probably would have also gone monk. Yeah, but <laughs> right. I will. I do not want to step on your thunder. And also, I've never played bards. So this is going to be a fun opportunity for me. Yeah, that's I good. remember.
1: Alright. I remember back in the day, people were sort of ragging on the idea of monks because they didn't quite fit into the whole Western fantasy paradigm. And my basic defense was like, look, listen, regardless of how like impressive they are mechanically uh, playing a monk means that at some point or other I'm probably gonna punch dragon in the face I don't, really how that I, what f- yeah, I
4: don't care matters. I don't care
1: I don't care if the dragon feels it or not
4: <laughs> and plus
3: like for what it's worth I think it was a good decision because I've seen like a lot of stuff in terms of just like western fantasy where like the popularity of monks and stuff like this has actually like led to people incorporating it into western fantasy settings yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: and uh besides in a second edition D, &D, advanced dungeons and dragons they had a whole book about ninjas so it's not like it's a good thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so
0: yeah yeah, they got the key powers all Mm -hmm. that all that fun stuff Right and Saturn, you mentioned you're gonna you're gonna be making a bard.
3: Yes, I did mention that. So uh, part of the reason <laughs> I'm picking a bard is because well, one I've never played it before, so this is new for me. But also um, in D and D five, they're uh, charisma based spellcasters, so their spells are kind of derived like the effectiveness of their spells is derived from their charisma skill. And since I'm playing a tiefling, it's kind of a, a natural. Yeah, uh, you know Passover. I think I believe uh, paladins are the same way. Their their mm-hmm. uh, spells are also based on charisma, but bards are kind of like uh, lightweight spell swords almost. Like they have a bit of melee combat, but they also have a lot of uh, spells that they can cast that are kind of like yeah. uh, support spells or uh, like tactical spells and things like that. So yeah. They're kind of like an all over the place, almost a protagonist type hero <laughs> yeah. who can do a little bit of everything in their own weird way.
0: Yeah. 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 They always remind me of uh, red mages from, in Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, the, they where they're really like decent fighters way. and decent casters and like, have like hats. jaunty outfits. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they
3: don't have like. <laughs> They don't right. sort of quite the same highs in any of the fields as like some other classes do, but the, their advantage is that they can do anything
0: more or less. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, right. They're the jack of all trades. They get a. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really good at like just like knowledge skills. Too, they literally have like, a skill
3: yeah. called jack of all trades. Oh, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. They they can they can do anything like decent. Basically,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. whenever you have a uh, a party and you are missing a character, like uh, missing a missing a role, just pick a bard. Doesn't matter what it is; they will fill it.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm okay. um, I'm really pleased okay. by how bards are done in fifth because I know previously sometimes they would get a little um, guff about be not really being that effective because they're too <laughs> spread out, but yeah. they um I don't know they're they're really viable I think. Yeah. Fifth.
3: Yeah. I will say that's my favorite uh, improvement of 5th edition is that uh, I've played a lot of Pathfinder, and there's always a problem in Pathfinder of uh, you can spread yourself out a little bit too much, too mm-hmm. easily, yeah. and then yeah. become like very much not effective unless you've been like pre-planning your builds like really carefully. Yeah, Whereas mm-hmm. in D&D 5, there's kind of the expectation, almost, that you are going to want to do a lot of things and the game's like balanced so that you can yeah. like go spread yourself out a little bit and it won't dramatically impact your performance. Mm. Yeah.
2: Sarah, oh, Sarah, yeah. what are you playing?
4: Alright, you've been excited for this, haven't you? I <laughs> have, okay. I have I'm finally, <laughs> finally fulfilling my God-given duty The role I was meant to play since the day I was born I'm <laughs> tanking um, yeah. as I'm, so wow. oh. I'm so excited I'm so excited I love tanking, we've said that a few times on this podcast um, it never gets old to me. I'm just a big, big old fucking fan of just hitting things as hard as you can. Um,
2: <laughs> and I'm taking it. it.
4: And yeah, taking, taking it, it. You know, just tanking it. Dishing it
0: out damage. and taking it. I yeah. love it. Yeah.
4: Um, so I am going to tank as a, as a paladin. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to do it. Because, again, it's kind of like, I like the idea of the, the principled lady knight I'm a big fan of like Saber from Fate Stay Night and stuff like that.
0: Oh hell yeah!
4: Yeah, you know, like I'm a huge Saber fan, and and generally, anytime like any piece of media has like the cool, stern, like badass lady night, like battle lady night, I'm always just like, Mm -hmm. this is my new favorite TV show. I will probably watch the (laughs) Grand Blue uh, Fantasy anime this season, despite (laughs) never having played it. Um, because it has given us so much night.
2: shit, all of Monster Hearts for our weebin, and you're the worst <laughs> of them all.
4: Frankly, I am <laughs> the biggest weeb of all of you.
2: Um, <laughs> so, and, so is to, to get off topic.
3: Is Jessamine hating on Bishop and their club just like a way of like self-flagellating or something like that? Absolutely,
4: absolutely. <laughs> Great. Is, it is a way for Aww. me to like make fun of myself for being like the biggest fucking weeb you'll ever know.
3: Um, Amazing. Uh,
4: oh, absolutely. It's just, I feel better. I play right. as Jessamine. and I'm like, this is what it's like to be a cool person. I understand now.
1: <laughs> you drink blood, it turns
3: out. I pretend to have sex with people and then I kill them.
4: It's great. It's so liberating. This is what normal yeah. people are like. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the, the paladin also has more than just uh, hitting and being hit, right?
4: Yeah, they have healing spells and I'm, I'm a big fan fan of like um, you know just any of that general like fuck evil kind of which is again amazing because I'm yeah, playing yeah. as the worst possible person in Monster Hearts um, yeah. but like I do enjoy the whole like righteous fury kind of character very morally upright yeah. must smite all evil like they're just fun when they're done right um, and they get yeah. to heal so can... I'm not completely useless either <laughs>
0: You can
2: tame multitudes. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
2: let, me, let me let me remind you that there is one of my favorite spells that they have given to paladins in 5th edition is, um, I cannot remember the exact name of it, but it, it lets you deal lightning damage um, with whatever weapon you have, but what? it doesn't deal it with it doesn't deal it with the weapon. It is after you hit somebody, you cast the spell, and then whenever you hit somebody with a weapon, lightning comes down and smites them. <laughs>
4: Yes! <laughs> sweet bastard this is the best decision i've ever made in my entire life
3: um, paladins are are a lot like bards in that they are kind of like spells and swords and everything but unlike bards where like they're kind of weak and but can do everything paladins are very strong in things but their strength comes is a uh, dependent on them following strict codes
4: right yeah yeah and i'm cool with i'm cool with the whole Again, I just think it's a fun kind of character hook, you know, to have the, yeah. the strict codes mm-hmm. in place and the kind of morally upright kind of, you know, yeah. to, to kind of ca- counter set all of the negative karma I'm going to get in Monster <laughs> <Hearts. Yeah>. Um <laughs> Like, I have this to is your penance. this is my penance. Yeah. This, is, this is me going, oh God, please forgive me for what I'm about to do to these unsuspecting fake college children here let me play uh as a normal decent human being or half human being uh in dungeons and dragons oh
2: i i found the spell by the way it's called thunderous smite and uh let me describe (laughs) this to you because this is fantastic the very first time you hit a melee weapon attack after you cast the spell your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you and the attack (laughs) deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target (laughs) <laughs> additionally. <laughs> additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a st- strength saving throw, or be pushed ten feet away from you and knocked prone.
1: That
4: so is what incredible.
1: happens?
2: So what happens is that you're you hit them and then
1: just the sound of you hitting them is an additional attack.
3: Uh, yep. Oh when they get to it, I actually because I, I decided to pre prepare uh what bard spells are saying at first level so you don't have to spend like Fifteen minutes of dead air on call with me, just looking through uh, Mm -hmm. rule books. Um, One of my spells is kind of uh, similar to that in
2: a fun way. Yeah,
4: that's great. That's exciting. Oh gosh,
2: delighted.
4: That's that's super cool. thank you for that, Oats.
2: You're welcome. Okay.
4: So
1: circling back to me, we have um, two. We have a monk. We have two melee people. um, One melee competent person. At least potentially like you could always end up specializing in arrows or whatever um and then two half casters so we're pretty much all set on the frontline stuff um do you think you would rather have someone doing some more like ranged martial damage kind of stuff some like a non-spell person or would you rather have someone who is actually like a 100% spellcaster?
2: I am going to say I th- if we do have a full spellcaster... I'm ready for for to see what how terrifying Owen is in his true form as like the <laughs> ultimate wizard.
3: <laughs>
2: like see, that's true. You,
3: you, you floated the idea of of mountain dwarf wizards before. That's true. As yeah. though it was foreshadowing of some kind. Hmm. Yeah.
2: So. I mean, like I love the idea of a warlock because honestly, like an entire unit of like frontline martial artists. Which technically would include a warlock Is actually really dope I also really love the idea of like A, a tiny dwarf putting on his robe and wizard hat You know
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love the idea of a, of a dwarf wizard Because again, going back to like Tolkien kind of um, Archetypes Like the dwizzer Dwizards? Dwizards <laughs> 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 Yes! That's what they're called now. So, like, the wizard is a thing that just doesn't really exist in other kinds of, like, fantasy, like, stuff. Like, even in, um, Dragon Age, dwarves just can't use magic. They just aren't, they don't have that connection to... And I even play Dragon Age, and I know that, uh, because I have a (laughs) Tumblr. What's up? Um, Yeah. So, like, it's a cool idea to me, because it is kind of a foreign concept. And I know, like, in Dungeons & Dragons, people have probably been doing it forever, but it's never really thing i've been um i've seen and i think it's neat and i like the idea of a of a a dwizard in <laughs> in in full armor like it's okay. just cool so
1: well my idea had been if everyone needed a caster i would have gone dragonborn sorcerer but now since everyone's on board with the dwizard i'll do dwizard <laughs> Yes. Wizard. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the wizard is pretty much exactly as you would expect as a class. They're you know, they're all about spellcasting, and it's all specifically about spells that you get, um from learning and like just book reading and stuff. They're the academic spellcasters, whereas like clerics they get their spells from their gods, and warlocks get them from the demons. And sorcerers, it's like, yeah, just something that's powers. Yeah and uh sorcerers is just something that's inborn with them. Uh when you're a wizard, you got to go to fucking college, you know.
2: Aww. Um, yeah. <laughs> w- wizards yeah. are like uh, like to to compare like for everything else like the other spellcasters receive them through boons um, or just innately understand them, and then wizards are like the quantum physicists. Exactly. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: We're the scientists of the D&D world. You're the nerds. Wizards
3: are basically the equivalent of like when you see someone say something really insightful and if you're not sure if they're a genius or if they were just the kind of person who worked really hard and got their masters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
4: Yeah. So they're and the nerds so, of the nerd world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: much. So yeah. And okay. uh, what I'd like about wizards in 5th edition, that like very mu- very little has changed conceptually. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that is actually kind of similar to how they work in least Pathfinder, I forget if they work this way in 3.5, but um, there are different schools of magic, which is um, not necessarily like literal schools, but like the different uh, fields that magic is divided up into, like mm-hmm. sciences have biology, physics, and all that. In this, you have conjuration, which is about summoning and stuff, uh, divination, which is like learning things, uh, evocation is the classic, like lightning blast and stuff. So I'm not 100% sure which I want to specialize in, but, um, I might want to go for one of the less intuitive ones, like say, abjuration, which is about defense. So you don't see a lot Abduration. of defense, yeah, you don't see yeah. a lot of defense wizards. So that could be cool. Oh. Or alternatively, yeah, illusion. Illusion could be cool. It depends on what turns in best with my background, which is something I do still have in mind. Oh, yeah. uh, which actually sets up a good uh, transition, because background is like the one thing that had sort of shown up in previous versions, but not quite like this. So
0: yeah. yeah, it's one of the things I really like that they added in is like you had to do something before you became like a wandering like adventure hobo. Yeah. Before you hopped on that train, you had a job. Yeah. And uh, do you want to start that then and go back to regular sort of turn order? Oh, yeah,
1: sure. So uh, there are multiple options, and more or less what they do is they just give a little uh, summary, you know, just a little description of the sort of person you were. Like the first one on the list is Acolyte. And so you're someone who worked at a temple and was, like, probably a priest or some similar holy role and so the benefits there you get skill proficiencies stuff you would have learned there like so like an acolyte gets insight and religion um they learn some extra languages and it also determines uh what equipment they get so you can get like a holy symbol and all that and so those are all sort of things that people would assume would come part and parcel with being a cleric but in this case it's kind of separate so you can be a cleric without being an acolyte and you can be an acolyte without being a cleric so yeah. I like that. And on top of that, you get like a little feature and often this, um, depends upon what, um, like social benefits, like an acolyte can, uh, always go to the temple where they worked and just like, you know, get free board, you know, they'll have a cot for you. Um, and so that is that kind of thing. And then there's a number of, uh, traits. Should we go over those now or talk about them
0: later?
3: Let's talk uh, about them as we go through it, I think yeah because, okay I uh, okay. don't want to list off every possible option either. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll,
0: yeah we'll just we'll just go on the uh, ones that you actually pick.
1: Okay, yeah. so um... I had a couple of different I had a specific concept in mind, but I wasn't necessarily sure what background fit at 100% best. So um... here's what I'm gonna roll run by you if I can just find it real quick. Yeah, here we go. Um, I am going to take the noble background.
4: Ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh.
0: And
1: so the noble is um, you understand wealth, power, and privilege, you carry a noble title, and your family owns land, collects taxes, and wields significant political influence. You might be a pampered aristocrat, unfamiliar with work or discomfort, a former merchant, just elevate, elevated to the nobility. Or a disinherited scoundrel With a disproportionate sense of entitlement Um And so Yeah it basically plays into being nobility So the idea is that My dwarf wizard is Or rather was The princess of a <laughs> um, Nearby dwarven kingdom Like you know under right. the mountains And all of Hell that yes. all And right. um awesome. the reason The reason that she is Not there right now the reason why she's um tromping through some tunnels with um all of you hooligans <laughs> is because um there was kind of an uprising under oh. um, under her father and so the uh um all of the you know the miners and the smiths and such uh, rose up and they uh, seized the crown and executed seemingly all of the noble family. And Owen. most people would assume that the princess is dead, but she is in fact uh, fled into hiding.
4: Owen. Oh. Owen. Yeah. You can't. Yes? You have to do me a favor. Yeah. She, she must. <laughs> she must have beautiful Goldilocks-style ringlets for hair. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yes. But yes.
4: Including <laughs> and beard. the beard. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, reminds you me
3: know. of one of my favorite pictures I've ever seen on Tumblr, which is a dwarf taking a giant mascara comb to their beard to make it look thicker.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's really good. But yeah, she, did so... She, did she have the Ojo-sama
4: left? She has to! <laughs> I guess so. I guess so.
1: So, like, and because I hate subtlety, I'm just going to outright and say it. I'm just, I'm playing dwarf Anastasia. That's my yes. idea. Yeah. That's my basic concept. All right. Because I, I have... The, and this is mostly just because, not because I wanted to play a dwarf princess, but because I've always liked the idea of dwarf communism happening.
2: <laughs> and so... Oh my god.
1: And so... It's the um,
4: natural end point for dwarven society.
1: Yeah. God. And so I get uh, skill proficiencies in history and persuasion, uh, tool proficiencies in one type of gaming set, which is fun. Um, oh. I get an extra language. And Mm. I get a set of fine clothes, a signet ring, a scroll of pedigree, and a purse containing 25 gold pieces. And normally, uh, I have the feature position of privilege, which basically means that um, I can be like, hey, common folk, I'm better than you, accommodate me. And I can go like, hey, nobility, I'm one of you, let me into your social circles. Um, but I'm not sure if that would necessarily work with what she's doing, being on the run and all that. Um,
4: there could be, like, nobility s- who are sympathetic to her, you know?
1: It could work, yeah. yeah. But They're, there uh, is there is a variant feature called retainers. And so instead of um, having position of privilege... Um, you have a, the service of three retainers loyal to your family. These retainers can be attendants or messengers, and one might be a major domo. Your retainers are commoners who can perform mundane tasks for you, but they do not fight for you and will not follow you into obviously dangerous areas, and they will leave there frequently endangered or abused. So the idea I had was that she had like three handmaidens who were the ones who like helped smuggle her out of the mountains. Oh, man. And so they won't necessarily be like fighting side by side with her, but like um, they'd be the ones like helping set up camp and such. Oh, Oh, Oh,
3: man. I love it.
1: And I had and I had the idea of like these like three uh like dwarven grandmothers who like I especially imagined it like if this was being animated by like the Secret of Kells people where they're like a dis <laughs> like a singular entity, like just like three little lumps that just move together, like a dig trio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagine you. You're saying that, but I'm just imagining the three firekeepers from Dark Souls Two, but with beards. I was too. <laughs> I was too. It could be just a little like, like that. Just like maliciously laughing at you while they like gently sew your uh, dresses and mend them. Yeah, exactly.
4: And they all have you're super going long into that amazing drag and keep
3: You'll yes. yes. we'll surely die.
0: Eat <laughs> my entire ass. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, so shit. yeah, that's Dwarf, that's my concept. But oh. all right. See, um, this.
3: Yeah.
0: This is why I'm really glad I left the setting stuff so open ended. Because now yeah. we have like, like communist dwarves yeah. nearby. Yeah. So you, and this happened just like moments ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, so, uh, along with the mechanical benefits, backgrounds also come with characteristics, and it's just a list, um, you can roll on them, but it's for a personality trait, an ideal, a bond, and a flaw, and these, um, like, picking stuff like this off of a set list can seem a little restrictive, but it's, I find it's really useful if you're just, like, rushing into a game, and you just know what class you want to be, but you know i you don't have like a person behind that you know um this kind of yeah. forces you to establish a sense of personality and specific investment so yeah. um you're going to role
0: play and you're going to like it
1: exactly um and so uh that means i'm going I to pick at these... least
4: one actual ojo sama laugh out of you <laughs> when we play this you know?
1: good i'll, I'd I'll aim so. for it um i'm not going to pick them all right now but i'm going to aim for someone who um Uh, she's maybe already kind of hardened herself a little bit to, uh, not being nobility, but she's, her goal is she's going to try to, if not get that throne back, then at least gain wealth and power so that she can, um, uh, sort of reclaim something similar to what she had. Mm. So, maybe through being a, uh, wizard queen or whatever, instead of just reclaiming, like, the mountain hold or something. Queen of wizards! Exactly, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the character you guys are going to be dealing
2: with.
4: Cool, nice. amazing, right. awesome. All right, I love so, you.
2: I totally have mine set up too, so I'm gonna work uh, on. I'm gonna tell all of you what I am. I'm an Outlander, so I basically oh. grew up on the fringes of civilization. If yeah, and that's being gracious. Um, I have proficiencies in a single musical instrument. <laughs> um, I can speak a single language, and uh, for my equipment, I have a staff, a hunting trap, um, a trophy from an animal I killed. Yeah. A set of traveler's Hell clothes, yeah. and then ten gold point uh, like, gold pieces. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all I got. I got nothing. Like, it makes sense, because, like, the, what's the
1: alternative? Like, oh, I'm a bugbear from the big city.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, really. So... Um, I actually had all of my personality stuff set up too, um, so I'll go through that eventually, but uh, my one feature is uh, Wanderer, so I have an excellent memory for maps and geography and I can always recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around me. In addition, uh, I can find food and fresh water for myself and up to five other people every day, provided that the land offers very small game water and so forth. So everybody never has to worry about rations because I can do that for them that's great that's very Um, good yeah so uh my personality traits were (laughs) i watch over my friends as if they were a litter of newborn pups (laughs) um my ideals were uh if i dishonor myself i dishonor my old my whole clan because that's the kind of person i am i might as well do with Mm -hmm. my bugbear he's a monk Mm -hmm. i might as well push that as much as it's worth yeah (laughs) Um, the bond was something I actually wanted to work on or like uh, work on with Levi where I am the last of my people and it is up to mm. me to ensure the names my uh, the names of my people enter legend so I kind of want to be like the last anybody has ever seen of a bugbear oh, oh. That's, were they all wiped out by like adventurers? we have no idea what happened to Of like I had a clan when I was younger and then they all like were slaughtered or they mm. died of disease or old age um, but like, no, like I'm the only bugbear anybody has any has ever seen in like the last decade and a half. Okay, oh, wow. great. That's all right. right. So What's I kind of like this. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it's sort of like you know how like magic so, sort of dies away. I like the idea of like as civilization is starting to expand, the monsters go away. Uh-huh.
0: Like oh, nobody's yeah. seen
2: dragons in a while. Nobody's seen bugbears in a while. Goblins like just disappeared. Sometimes you see a goblin, but they live in the cities now, so they're, like, not monsters anymore. That sort of thing. (laughs) Hmm. And then the the last one was a flaw, and uh, violence is my answer to almost any challenge, because I'm going to (laughs) play this character (laughs) I'm going to play this character like I'm Vegeta. Great. Oh my god,
4: yes.
3: You're a big punch thing, so you may as well
2: punch things. (laughs) You're
1: Prince Bugbear from Planet Bugbear.
2: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) son of bugbear grandson of (laughs) bugbear they weren't the most creative people we are we are bugbear my name is george he who pets mice
1: (laughs) oh that's good
3: all right
0: excellent all
3: right so that comes to me then i think yeah Yep. Alright, so this is why I like uh, developing characters side-by-side side with people is because I had a bit of a plan, and then other people's character decision choices made me reevaluate my plan, mildly mm. to one that works better. Okay. So I'm still going with Sailor for my background. Ooh, exciting! Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've discussed the, I like the idea that uh, my bard, who I am tentatively going to call Gull, mm-hmm. just like the kind of bird like Gull, that right, right. oh, okay. yeah. uh, they used to be like entertainer on a ship basically, and for reasons as yet unestablished, They're no longer on a ship. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) rather than sticking to sailor, I decided to go for the variant sailor background, which is pirate. Oh, God. And instead of getting the normal sailor background, which is ship's passage, which basically lets me secure free passage wherever I need to go, uh, I take the variant feature Bad Reputation, which <laughs> reads thus, no matter where you go, people are afraid of you due to your reputation. When you are in a civilized settlement, you can get away with minor criminal offenses, such as refusing to pay for food or breaking down doors, oh because god. most people are too afraid of you to report your activity to the and authorities. And p- oh
4: oh god. God. you're a bard! You're a bard!
3: And
1: you're a tiefling. Oh
4: my yeah.
1: god! <laughs> That's this poke a, combo. This is an incredible
4: yeah, combination.
3: And this is this, this, uh, Decision stemmed completely from the fact that uh, that uh, you uh, that a uh, Sarah is playing a uh, lawful good paladin. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my God. Well, I
4: hate. I'm so excited because now I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, oh man! Yeah, this is exciting. Okay. No, are we? Are carry on Saturn? Or unless there's more.
3: Um. I mean, oh, that's right. We were. Uh, I can go over uh, the background stuff. Uh, the personality trait I chose is I stretch the truth to t- for the sake of a good story mm-hmm. <laughs> because that seems like a good bard personality trait yeah. to have. Yeah. Um The ideal is uh, someday I'll own my own ship and chart my own destiny mm-hmm. because that's you know that's workable. I yeah. feel like it's a reasonable goal for a for a former pirate and yeah. and uh, sort of general scoundrel to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bond I picked is in in a har- in a harbor town. I have a paramour whose eyes nearly stole me from the sea. Oh, oh. Mm. and then uh, for flaw, I've decided I can't help but pocket loose coins and other trinkets I come across. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You good. are
2: a murder hobo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we finally have one.
4: one. Awesome.
3: Like, oh, who's this charming bard? Oh, oh, no, oh. they're criminals. Oh, no. <laughs>
4: oh, no. <laughs> okay. They're
1: really menacingly strumming.
4: Uh, who's at my door? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: Hold okay, on.
1: no, one, no one pause, okay? Okay.
3: Yeah, this will get out in post. Yeah. Yep.
4: <sighs> Sorry about that. Uh, that Hello, darling. That no, was
0: cool. Sorry. Right. The
4: pizza guy, I ordered pizza, and he came back because he thought it was for me again. But um,
0: huh.
4: it, it was for my na- it was for my neighbors. It was for like the house um, up the street, and so like it was really weird.
0: Confusing. You're so just like, yeah, boy, I'm Sarah wants some more pizza. pizza. So,
4: it's kind of weird. It's like, look, I'm not—I—I I don't eat great, but I don't eat that poorly. Come on. Uh, so, so yeah, sorry. Um, as That's we were okay. saying about Saturn, or have we?
3: I think we—I finished. It is now are, to you. Are you okay, a folk hero?
4: No, I'm actually kind of. I'm super excited because um, I like. Okay, so the original plan was like Outlander Paladin, but then mm. Othar took Outlander, which is fine, mm. um, yes. and it works better for you, anyways. That's so, true. Um, I decided to go with Criminal. Oh,
0: before
2: oh, no. no. oh, Paladin. Paladin. Yes. This is really good.
4: Kind of the idea that I'm kind of going with in my head now that everybody has been talking. Is like a kind of like a Robin Hood style paladin with yes. like an Holy shit. with like an alternate or kind of like maybe esoteric god like a god that mm. everybody else kind of goes like that one's not real you know <laughs> or like a right. really or like a god that nobody's really ever heard of you know like a strange kind of folksy god and yeah. so um. But she's very, like, devoted to the idea of doing right, even if perhaps it's not what's considered lawful, you know? That's really good. It's, it's, right. it's lawful, it's moral lawful, but maybe not societal yeah. lawful. Um, so, that's the y- shit.
2: That's good. So like neutral to chaotic really good. paladin. All right. Good.
4: Yeah. You
2: can do that in this in this edition by the way. Yeah. yeah.
4: That's my the favorite classes
1: arc. are alignment locked finally.
2: Yeah.
4: Yes. I'm I'm really excited to cuz like, you know, I was kind of like hearing what everybody else was doing and like, you know, I like the idea of a kind of um of an outlander paladin, somebody who's from outside of society. But this, you can kind of play it in a similar way if you're playing criminal because you literally yeah. are somebody on kind of the edges of society, but still doing the right thing, but being yeah. punished yeah. for it like a Marvel superhero.
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> I so, love that. So that give that's especially interesting to me because you get that uh, special trait, right?
4: Um, let me see here. Yeah, there's skill proficiency is deception and stealth, which is interesting. Um, one type of... I don't know, the thieves tools thing, I don't know if that's like a thing we could swap out. Um,
1: um, you don't... like You could have them and you, like, don't not have nece- you wouldn't need to
0: use them, okay. right?
3: Um, it's one of those things where like, or, you know how to pick locks, but you try not to unless it's
0: absolutely necessary.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, but, hey, like, maybe you, you know what has Batman locks on them? And, like, break in somewhere to get yeah. somebody that like you wouldn't be able to get to otherwise. Yeah, true.
1: And um, you know what has locks on them? Manacles.
4: It's true. Mm-hmm. It's very it's true. true. So so it's an easy way to kind of escape from that. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm like super, super... Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great.
0: Amazing. So, what I really like about the backgrounds things, like there's obvious ones, like a cleric acolyte, but there's also sort of like the counterintuitive ones are even more interesting, I
1: feel like. Yeah. Um, But what I was uh, specifically wondering about was, you get the feature Criminal
3: Contact.
4: I know. (laughs) And I don't know Tell us about
3: this feature, Criminal Contact. (laughs) uh,
4: You have a reliable and trustworthy contact who acts as your liaison to a network of other criminals. You know how to get messages to and from your contact, even over great distances. Specifically, you know the local messengers corrupt caravan masters and CD sailors who can deliver messages for you um, oh. so oh
3: interesting I wonder who your contact
2: is know, right? if you if you really wanted to play up the Robin Hood thing, mm-hmm. you could be essentially like one of the key uh, like keynote characters involved in a rebellion of some kind
4: yeah yeah I kind of like mm. the idea of just this again somebody who is like doing the morally correct thing at least what she thinks is the morally correct thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and but it's totally against the law, like in every way. It's you know, it's uh going after corrupt corrupt politicians and and taking money from the wealthy who've stolen it for themselves and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so You're having playing to... my
2: favorite kind of paladin.
4: I know, yeah. I'm super Amazing. excited. And to have like um, a like a criminal contact who maybe isn't necessarily like a criminal themselves, but more like of an informant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a cool exciting. touch.
1: <laughs> that's really cool. I think we have a real kick-ass party here.
2: Yeah,
3: right? yeah. yeah. Cool. This is a I'm very. This happy is a pretty good party considering out. like most of it was just sort of like pulled out of our ass in like the last hour. Yeah.
4: Right. Uh, I don't know what to do about like personality traits and stuff. But um and I don't know if that really is even necessarily something that you have to go off of the book but uh, yeah yeah but, you know. it's, it's I mean, for fe- what it's
3: worth we are we are drawing near the end of the character creation episode at length anyway so you can always just sort of hammer that those details out ov- over like the break yeah. and right. then uh, revisit it once we get to actual play yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so there's there's other stu- steps about like picking numbers and spending points and like buying things, but we're going to skip over that because it's not good, uh, it's not good listening.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not good radio. There's a reason that I did a lot of my stuff, like stat allocation and, and, uh, spell picking, uh, beforehand.
0: Yeah. yeah. That would just drag so bad. Yeah. All right.
1: But yeah, super psyched. So. No, yeah. oh my god. Like, All right.
4: I'm glad how that worked out. I didn't think. Yeah. Um,. I don't know. I was like, I was, I was like, this is like, oh, it's like D and D. And then as I hear everybody's characters more, I'm like, oh, this is like really D <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah. yeah. and D. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
3: As weird as, as weird as the codified background stuff is to me, I still like the extent to which it motivates people to like yeah. pick backgrounds that actually play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It
3: God,
4: it I love D and D. it's, it's <laughs> kind of worked out to like this weird, um, a whole. Basically, a whole cast of, of weird social outcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all a... people. It seems like all people who have recently had like a change in the direction of their lives. Mm-hmm. The, it, there's a theme of martyrdom
2: here that's really goddamn strong.
4: I love it. I'm super. I'm super. Insane. Yeah. So now I'm very let's, excited I'm to play this one. Like, Damn, let's I'm go gonna...
2: get martyred by some by
1: two D three Knowles.
2: Oh no, martyr <laughs> hobos! <laughs> <laughs> martyr
1: hobos.
3: <laughs> martyr <laughs> hobos. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, like I can't work on this podcast anymore.
4: Maybe. Okay, I understand.
1: <laughs> Clear out your desk.
4: <laughs> Hand in your badge and gun.
3: I want you to know that I'll be I'll be filing a lawsuit. Okay,
0: gonna <laughs> have the mayor crawling up my ass. <laughs> gun.
4: Okay.
1: Well, thank you for bringing this together, Levi.
0: Oh, no problem. It's been a delight. Alright.
4: This is this is exciting, so yeah. I'm yeah. I'm ready for right. I'm ready
0: for it. I am. I'm yeah. glad to hear it.
4: Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> cool cool.
0: Alright, so I guess it's time to sign off. Do we want to do that that yeah, thing that you we know last time? Go
1: for it. See if it sticks.
0: Alright. We're here, we're queer, roll for initiative.